glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I was literally about to spark up a brand new joint, but little did I know I got that high last night to where I didn't realize that I had one that was almost finished, but I didn't completely finish sparking. So we sparked it right now, right before we started. Um, are we live in four, three, two? All right, it's good to be back because long last. It's been um, it's been a minute. It's been about a little over a week, a couple weeks, if you want to. The last time we're here was February 7th, ladies and gentlemen, but um, the last episode we did before that was episode 6, episode, or February 6th, on episode, uh, episode 321, on February 6th, excuse me, can't even speak straight, we little, I probably got up about, probably about 15, 20 minutes ago, so bear with me folks, we just sparked up the joint, and we're about to enjoy it throughout the whole entire podcast, ladies and gentlemen, so on 4, 3, 2, we're fucking live, baby, episode three. 23 of kicking it with the king it's good to be back lots to talk about lots to unfold lots to recover lots to talk about recap and preview for the upcoming weeks to come news fights all these other different things i've been waiting for a long time i've been thinking about it but hey i've been fucking tired the last few days so all the times that we were gonna wake up and do it um i was just like fuck it, I can wait another day, and then that happened again, and the process repeated itself again, again, and again, well, now, that's brought us to Tuesday, February 16th, 2021, so I hope you guys enjoyed your Valentine's Day with your significant others, I didn't do anything too significant on that day, except work, um, I did see a lot of people celebrating, um, I know Denny's, I mean, I work next to Denny's, so I seen, um, a lot of people going in there, they're on dates, I mean, they allowed in-person dine-in, didn't just have take-out take or online orders or DoorDash, it was just like, it was like, no, you can come in. Uh, I don't know how the mask thing works, like, when you're done eating, or can you just, like, say you're, you're eating or you're waiting for your food, like, do you have to just cover your face until then, or what, how did, I don't know how none of this shit works, like, half the time, I don't even know that most of these places are open, so, who, I don't, who am I to, I just go and eat food and get the fuck out, I mean, I don't like to eat food in there, unless I'm, like, if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm eating at a restaurant, I'm gonna eat with someone, and I'm gonna be looking across the way, 
to somebody. I'm not gonna just gonna go there and sit there by myself like a loser, you know what I mean? But yeah, so I've seen lots of people, you know, celebrating Valentine's Day. If you didn't have a Valentine's on Valentine's Day, you know, some people, uh, you know, just unfortunately don't have Valentine's on that day and some just don't care about it. You know, the way I felt about it early on, I was just like, um, you know, fuck this day. I should treat my significant other like this on every day. You know, this is just one day in the whole fucking year that everybody cares about their significant other. Apparently, no, that's not the way it goes. You should treat them like that every single day. And that's exact. That's the way I felt, at least. You know what I mean? So, nope. All I seen was my left hand on Valentine's Day. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing one thing. But, uh, yeah, it was a good day. I mean, obviously worked. Um, yesterday, I went to work for about an hour and a half. Well, like, two hours, basically. And then I went home early because I offered. You know, it was offered. So I took the offer, and here we are. Well, it was, it's not, I'm, I just didn't just leave. It was last night, and uh, here we are in the morning. It's morning time, baby. It's 10.37 a.m. Pacific time. It's good to be here. Like I said, it's good to be back. We got a lot to talk about to uncover on the show, like we were saying. Um, a complete recap of UFC 258 is on the way. I'm fucking excited, man. What what a fucking card that was. Um, Thoughts on the main event. All right, should we start right off the bat? Here, there's so much to unpack, and it's one of those things where I feel like, I you know, you see the fight once, you see the fight live, and, you know, you take in everything that's going down in the fight and stuff, but to really go back and study and to look at certain things that we noticed and things that we can use moving forward, fight films, studying future matchups and all this other stuff like that, we could do it, ladies and gentlemen. We can do it. Um, we should have done it. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, you know, what? I just thought early on when I first seen it, there wasn't really much action. It wasn't like a crazy amount of action. Like, you know, like the Colby and Usman fight, how it was just kind of constantly back and forth, back and forth. I mean, Gilbert Burns came in that fight like a dog out of hell, and he dropped Usman. I mean, we never seen any, Usman in any kind of trouble like that. Similar to... Where Khabib got that had that one point in time in his career when he got caught by Michael Johnson and we we seen him in somewhat in panic mode but we kind of seen that what the fuck moment just happened and we saw that with Gilbert Burns um uh, uh, dropping Usman but credit to Usman he was able to recover he was able to you know obviously still stay disciplined that jab was on point it was nasty and for me I thought that Gilbert Burns wasn't as um what's it called uh. Like, not, not that he wasn't active, and just, I don't know, it's like, they weren't fighting super fast, like, they were fighting like they are underwater, so, I mean, I love the performance, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to clown or trash Usman's performance, it was a great performance, he, he's joined the longest uh, winning streak in welterweight history, he's joined the history books, essentially, with the great John Jones, with the great um, Demetrius Johnson, George St. Pierre, but the all-time leaders, Anderson Silva, at the top, I think, is I do believe, with 16 total wins on a complete 16-fight win streak. Um, not nowadays, but those are in the history books. So Usman's breaking records and finishing fights. We talked about it on the last episode when we broke down UFC. Uh, uh, when we broke down UFC 258. Um, 
you know, a lot of people didn't expect Usman, including myself, to win by that way. I thought that he would, you know, utilize his grappling. You know, I said that he can utilize his grappling. I said that he was very good at chaining his wrestling together and, you know, staying on people like a wet blanket. But, you know, in, in this case, you know, he stood and, and traded with Gilbert Burns, which a lot of people thought was kind of crazy at first, considering after he got dropped like that, people were going in the, um, shifting the momentum towards Gilbert Burns, but as the fight goes by, you just see Gilbert start to get a little bit more tired, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, he, that jab was on point, I never, I, I wasn't expecting a jab out of all things to be the deciding factor in this fight, but, you know, there's that one sequence in the fight where he dropped Gilbert with the jab, I mean, I've seen it a couple other times where, um, oh, it was another fight. It was a different fight a while back that I seen that um, Cerrone, Cerrone dropped Edson Barbosa with the jab back in the day. And then that's when um, he jumped on him. He took his back and he choked him out. That was an amazing performance, by the way, by Cerrone, dude. That was a fucking awesome performance. By the way, he's taking on Diego Sanchez. What a fight that's going to be for Cerrone. Jesus Christ, he's going to piece Diego Sanchez up like a fucking uh, heavy bag. Jesus Christ, that is a gimme fight for sure. Not for Cerrone, but I'm banking 150% on Donald Cerrone for that one. So back to Kamaru Usman and still the welterweight champion of the world. Fantastic performance. Um, you know, like I said, what I mean, it was a great performance. It wasn't like, oh my god, so like it, it, it didn't. I mean, it excited me. It, it was great. I cheered. I, I, amongst thousands of people, said, oh, when he got first, when he got cracked, because dude, he got dropped. He almost got knocked out. And like I said on the last show, what a crazy story. What a crazy um, turn of events would it it would be to see. Gilbert Burns here on Thursday or whatever the fuck day it is today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, fucking high as hell. So it doesn't matter what I don't even pay attention to the days. It doesn't matter. Same shit, different day. Um, but what crazy, how crazy would it be for Gilbert Burns to be the welterweight world champion here on Tuesday? February 16th, 2021, it would be. People would be talking about um, the fact that, oh, they were training partners. Oh, they probably weren't trying to hurt each other. Oh, it was such a big moment. Oh, Kamara will be back. Oh, let's run this one back. Instant rematch. So all the people on 170s have to wait now. for You thought you were getting a title shot? No. Usman Burns is running your back. That would have been the original narrative. Now Usman, you know, battles adversity for one of the first times in his career at least in the UFC, visually, towards people. I mean, nobody ever seen him get tagged or dropped like that. Um, you know, he obviously, like I said, he's kept his composure. He's very good at keeping his composure. And, you know, um, I'd say a lot of these athletes and a lot of these fighters in the UFC have composure. I mean, they're professional fighters on the biggest stage in the world. And we've seen people come back from adversity. We've seen people lose fights multiple times back-to-back and you know, rally up and come back and look better than they did before when they first started in their careers. We've seen these guys battle back multiple times, but dude, there's just something about 
Usman's mental strength and mental toughness that that is so fucking attractive and, and what you want to see as a fan and seeing his like just his composure and his skill I mean he's finishing people on the feet I mean his win over Colby was fantastic I mean that was another fight where he was tested on multiple occasions like a rematch if you want to talk about rematches man I, I would pick a Colby rematch before a Masvidal rematch I love Masvidal that's another amazing rematch match as something else we're going to be talking about in a few seconds too um how he would fare and stuff like that but you know Usman just doing he, he called out Masvidal too by the way I mean Usman is just you know he's getting better I mean the people he can wrestle with he's going to wrestle with the people he wants to strike with he wants to strike with and you know when you get good at striking when you start finishing people and piecing people up like that you start to fall in love with your with your hands however I don't think Usman's just going to be one of those guys that you know falls in love with his hands because personally i'd say that there's far better strikers than usman but the way that usman's able to put his wrestling his grappling and everything together it you could be a better striker and still come up so short to usman and get completely mopped i'd say if he was in a boxing match i mean he has good striking he looks good on the pads his, his striking is obviously significant he's able to hang in with the best welterweights in the world but it's not like the most flashy or creative it's very simple yet so effective that's the thing so effective um he has obviously the best grappling and and all that but all right so we go from that let's move along to the next matchups what's next for Usman obviously we can't move along without talking about Gilbert Burns unfortunately coming up short in his first bid to become a world to weight world champion uh I did think that he could have you know obviously had more gas throughout the fight I and mean, he landed some nasty leg kicks uh, was it the overhand right or the overhand left ladies and gentlemen that that it was that he kept catching Kamaru with <coughs> and was it me or did it feel weird when he had that whole Bruce Buffer intro I mean it, was there no fans in attendance at all it felt like it was a sparring match essentially and it was one of those fights where I felt like damn it God damn it, we need some fans in attendance. Because, man, you know, the crowd would have went wild seeing Usman get dropped like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of these fight fighters um tend to, you know, what's it called, feed off the energy in the, of the crowd and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they feed off the energy of the crowd. I mean, similarly to me, I mean, I get a fucking rush hearing the crowd. Like, you almost know when these moments would be good for you. Like, good for the, good for the, you know, the pay-per-view, good for, like, what I mean by that is, like, you know, when the crowd screams, you know, that just makes the roar on your HD fucking TV and your surround sound fucking room go crazy. I mean, these fans are, you know, part of the uh, history of the sport, man, and essentially, I mean, the fans go crazy when crazy, thing hap crazy things happen, and, you know, Gilbert Burns is one of the only few, and, you know, the only person to hurt Kamaru like that, so, I mean, Quality-wise, I'd say that, you know, what he was able to do to Usman moving forward, he can take that as a learning lesson. He can use that as motivation, man, because he's not far off. I mean, for Usman to sit here and say that he's the second best in that division, that, that shows you how much praise and how good he knows he truly is. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of killers at 170 pounds. There's a lot of people moving forward that have a chance and, you know, obviously 
have a bidding chance to put it on Usman and potentially become a world champion if the right person comes together. But there's talks of a Masvidal rematch. People want to see them both coach the ultimate fighter, which that would bring in good ratings because of what Masvidal brings and the attraction and you know, the, the, the uh, entertainment. Shut up, Android. Um... And you know, just the the bad rivalry between them, between them both, and um, you know, I I think it does good numbers for, and probably does the most numbers that the Ultimate Fighter could probably do. And nowadays, it's really exciting to see the development of the younger fighters, and we see all these young Dana White uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series fighters, seeing all these dudes fighting like it's the last thing. It's their last fight. I mean, these dudes are putting on amazing performances to win the fucking contract. So the 2021 version of the Ultimate Fighter, headlined by Usman and Masvidal, rematch, that would be fine. I mean, I'm talking about numbers. Stylistically-wise, if you were to ask me who legitimately deserves the next crack at Usman, I don't know, honestly. I mean, Leon Edwards. Give. I mean, he's ha- he has a win over Leon Edwards, but Leon Edwards and... Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's the only person that he has Usman hasn't beaten that's in the top five. I mean, he's already beaten Leon Edwards. Yeah, Leon Edwards is streaking, and his last loss was to Usman. But we see how that's gonna go. I mean, I don't really. I I think Usman would win in the re, in the rematch if he could beat a seasoned striker. And I'm pretty damn sure back when Usman first fought Leon Edwards, Leon was a far superior, better striker than Usman because Usman came into this game as a pure wrestler guarantee you that Leon Edwards had better striking back then. So I think Usman, moving forward, he's gotten good. He's gotten better. So has Leon. So I can't say that Leon wouldn't be competitive in a rematch, but I think Usman wipes the floor with him. Move forward. Okay, we got Colby. Maybe Colby can do some different things in a rematch with Usman. You know, obviously, later as as the fight got stronger, Usman started landing a lot more harder shots. And then there's that one time he dropped them. Dude, Usman's punches are nasty, and the way he dropped them, just, it wasn't anything too fucking wild. The way he just dropped them, and then, um, you know, he breaking his jaw and stuff. But I'd say, you know, who's pushed Usman from bell to bell? If you were to ask me who, which fighter I thought in the most recent memory pushed Usman to the most, I'd say Colby. Hey, here, we'll rank it, okay? We'll rank it. I don't know where to rank um, because of what Gilbert did. He's the only one to drop Usman like that and hurt him badly like that. And it was just one moment in the fight, obviously. But if you're talking about pace and pushing the, until the 25 minutes, almost 25 minutes, I'd say Colby is at number one. Um, obviously, what Gilbert Burns was able to do is significant. I mean, a Mas- but Masvidal was able to do was significant as well. I mean, go the 25-minute distance on, um, what is it, six days' notice? But the, the main factor, the main event, the main conversation of this drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen, is the one that's clam- people are clamoring about and talking about next and what's going to get the most attention with them coaching the Ultimate Fighter or not would be a rematch with... with um, Masvidal, because what can happen in a rematch? I mean, obviously, like I said, um, it was a re- I have to fucking watch that fight again, man. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, Masvidal, I mean, he did get taken down with ease. He did show good takedown defense in that fight. 
And, you know, obviously, anytime Masvidal lands, especially uh, if he's able to avoid the grappling and um, obviously the crazy wild pace that Usman brings, I think that uh, it poses for a good... Uh, you know, rematch. As a matter of fact, you know, we gotta do we should we should do some studying and some tape on that because dude, it's it's amazing fight. It's a wild fight. It's um, you know, obviously Masvidal has this claim that he will fuck Usman up with a full camp and you gave him uh half a camp for a guy. Um, but you know, realistically how have they been they haven't been scheduled before, so it's not like Masvidal has had any other times to uh um train for him i'm pretty sure he trains with lots of uh good people and people similarly to usman that can emulate the wrestling that usman does especially because monsters at american top team then um you know i'm pretty sure if masvidal really wanted to uh you know uh train with somebody that can really push him and show him what it would be like to fight against a guy like Usman, I'm pretty sure they can emulate that and formulate it at American Top Team. So I, I don't think George is lying when he says that he would do significantly better. And, you know, it's possible to win a World to Weight World Championship on 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 a full camp's notice. So which, what was it, UFC 255? No, UFC 256. Uh, what, which one was the Masvidal Usman? 254? No. Um, let me fucking see. I'm so high right now. I have this joint in my hand. Remember when we started the podcast? I didn't even fucking like... I hit it a couple times, but we just start talking. Uh, let's say Usman versus Masvidal. Oh, and funny. Um, I, didn't, I haven't told you guys, but my note has arrived. A note that I ordered. Um, so this is the first podcast that I'm using my brand new note. Um, on to look up information and stats and stuff. So, yeah, the note arrived about two days after I ordered it. Remember the old Note 8 that I had? I threw it. I mean, remember the story. We talk about it too much. But, you know, like I said, I got a new... I got... It came in the mail. Um, you guys know the reason why and all that shit. So, you don't need to talk about it again. All right. So, it came in the mail. Um, I had some games on here. And shit, and I downloaded them, but I accidentally probably fucking uh, downloaded something else I shouldn't have downloaded, and ads kept popping up on my fucking screen when I wasn't even in any app, so I had to wipe it again. And luckily, it's my backup, or it's my, you know, it's not really like my main phone. My iPhone's my main phone, so if you lost that, man, there's a lot of shit on there, so you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it came in. I fucking love it. It's so clear when you... um. Like, you're watching movies and, you know, playing games and just doing all things social media, man. It's it's really cool. I mean, I really like it a lot. It's a really good phone. Um, It's real big and heavy compared to my uh other phone. But, yeah, it's it's the same phone. Um, And, like I said, I like it a lot. And I'm really fucking high right now. But, uh, we see, we're not losing track of what we're talking about because it's such an interesting fight. Okay, what we were gonna do? Let me log in real quick. Oh, the password I entered is not correct. Fuck you, bitch. Password is correct, and it was correct at one point in time. We're not gonna fuck with this right now. Oh, here we go. Hey, it worked. 
Nope, Facebook. You cannot have access to my location. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> not nowadays. I mean, if anything, they probably know where we, are. we all are anyways. So there's really no fucking point. Oh, here we go. ESPN. Because, you know, we got we can point out some things. Oh, yeah. I remember why. I, okay, I'm fucking stupid. Okay, here we go. Okay, so it was UFC 251. I was trying to see which UFC it was so we can go back on the um plus ESPN plus app to um cuz I want to I want to look at some some tape and get a cuz I haven't seen the fight in a while and I've seen a bunch of other fucking fights and I I only I think I only watched the fight once. I watched it when it was live. So, you know, when it comes to me talking about a rematch, I'm not just going to be like, "Oh, I think it'll do good and you know both men are improving since then or just some basic ass fucking breakdown no dude it's like it's like i want to fucking give a detailed breakdown a better breakdown for myself so i can personally see and hear a breakdown and and you know relate it to other people's breakdowns and see how different they are or see how commonly said the things that i say i that are blah, 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 blah. i want to see how commonly said the same things that I'm saying, other people are saying. I want to see other people say the same things, so I'm so I can know how far I am off when it comes to breakdowns. You know what I mean? You know, if you get the people who are saying the same stuff about, um, what's it called? You know, the, the same things that about fight breakdowns and all that, then you know you know you're on the right path. And I mean, I don't care. I I have my it's like it's what I feel and what I see when I see these breakdowns and stuff like that or when I do these and stuff so I really I, it doesn't matter if it's a if someone says the same thing or if they say it a different way and stuff it's about how you break it down it's about how you bring it and it's about how you bring the energy to your podcast right here we go Usman Mazudal all right Because we gotta, we gotta see what the differences are. We we gotta see what Masvidal can do differently in the fight, because I think that if Usman. Usman can use his wrestling against Jorge Masvidal and take him down multiple times and just be on him. But if, like I said, if Masvidal is more prepared for the wrestling and the grappling and the pace that Usman brings and can hang with him on five rounds, then that that's what's going to be different. This this is a really good fight. This is an underrated fight, and I really wish they could run that one back because I feel like Masvidal obviously. He's a very tricky guy. He's very sneaky. He trains with some of the best guys. And I think that, if anything, the people that can make the most changes out of him and Kamaru would be um, Masvidal, especially after that last fight. You got to think Kamaru's going to change something up, getting caught by Gilbert Burns by like that. Because if you look at that, you can take that in as a, uh, and use that as a whole. Like, you obviously can catch Kamaru using that same punch. 
So it's going to be interesting to see moving forward because Masvidal's sneaky. And I'd say he's more sneakier than Gilbert Burns. He has a lot more power. And if he blitzes you and hits you like that, you're going to have a problem. Oh, here we go. They're facing off. I have not seen this fight in a while. championship main event fans or otherwise and both of these guys just calm cool collected look at masvidal what do you think he's about to fight for the belt right usman's turned it on a little well i'm gonna spark up a joint and we're gonna get high watch this shit break some shit down Tonight's fight clock is brought to you by Govex.com Savings. Lay kick up by Masvidal right off the bat. Those will be fucking good. He has good striking, dude. Look at him throwing some nasty kicks right off the bat. Another kick. And boom. Kamaru catches a kick and takes him down right away. See, he, Masvidal landed a lot of nasty shots off his back, too. That's that's a good thing to have, but it's not good to be on your back. But if you want to bring something positive off of him being off his back, it's him landing some nasty shots like that. He's on the feet. Masvidal's nasty. And Usman wants nothing to do with Masvidal on the feet. Let me just tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. If this was a boxing match, Masvidal would wipe the floor with Kamaru Usman. Abe Kawa, Malki Kawa, everyone out there, just know that. Everybody listening. Abe Kawa always likes my tweets and follows me on Twitter too. I asked him to obviously one time, but he's hella cool. He always likes all my tweets and stuff that I post when it comes to wokeology. Here we are. Um, Kamaru, Masvidal's trying to get back up to his feet with his knee on the mat. He's getting back up to his feet, and Masvidal, um, Kamaru's trying to drag him down with the front headlock. Front headlock. I mean, he gets back up to his feet. Nice. Masvidal's striking is nasty. He's always going to be trying to attack you, especially Usman. He, he never stopped trying to attack Usman and blitz him. He just got to avoid the takedowns after the little blitz. He'll throw a couple kicks, throw a couple nice punches and stuff, but he's just got to avoid the ground, and that's all. And, and keep a good pace because he can strike with Usman. And if he can avoid the wrestling exchanges, if he can be quick with stopping the takedowns and shit like that, and the clinching and stuff like that. Ooh, nice knees by Masvidal. And a nasty body kick. I, I just think Masvidal poses a, tr a threat to Usman. And then there he goes. Usman goes for the takedown. This is uh, goes for the uh, takedown up against the cage. Okay, this is what um, this is what I thought he was gonna do, do to Gilbert Burns. So that's the thing. And I thought that even Gilbert, even though Gilbert Burns was good on the ground and good on the feet, I thought that um, he would use his grappling no matter what just to kind of tire him out and uh, just to kind of use utilize his energy and zap his energy. I mean, Usman has a gas tank forever, so he he has Masvidal up against the cage right now. So. Up against the cage, you got two minutes and four seconds left in the first round. Masvidal's landed 27 strikes compared to eight. Jesus Christ. All those nasty kicks, all those nasty body kicks, dude. Masvidal's aiming to kill, and I know he doesn't like Usman, so, you know, he throws those shots, man. He's throwing those with bad intentions. 
Yeah, body kicks, I mean, body punches. Dude, that's a good way to zap someone's energy. So that's pretty smart in the form of Masvidal. And this joint's out. Ooh. Nice left hand off the break for Usman, though, I got to admit. Nice head kick. Mas Ooh. Gotta get uh, spark up another joint because that last one was out because of a. Oh, there's two joints in here. Jesus, we still have a while. Still got a lot. Like a twenty dollar box from uh, Connected, uh, biscotti of pre rolled, um, premium sun grilled pre roll flour, a five pack. My brother showed me them, and I was like, dude. I gotta get me some of these. So I went to the store, I got me some of these, and here we are on February 16th, baby, smoking a joint. It's already fucking February, bro. I can't believe it's already February. And it's gonna be March, April, May, June, July. Here we are, 30 sec 35 seconds left of the second round. Here we go, Masvidal with his back against the cage. He's giving Usman the opportunity to go shoot in for that takedown if he wants to. But Usman's trying to strike with him right here. Masvidal's backing up against the cage. I see an opening to go for the takedown. Damn, Usman's trying to even uh, take his head off, but he, his striking is just nowhere near the strikes that Masvidal, you know, has. You know, the pedigree. Ooh. Yes, yeah, as I said, when you miss the, sh when you're missing, he he had uh, his back against the cage. Um, you know, his back was centering towards the cage, so he was throwing a couple of shots trying to put Usman out. But when you throw sloppy shots like that and against a guy who can pressure you the way Usman does, he, he you give Usman an opportunity to shoot in. You know, when you leave yourself open, you know, you'll strike to wrestle. It's basically called striking to wrestling. You see the opportunity to go in for the takedown, that's what you're going to do. Anybody that watches fighting knows that. Appreciate you guys here, though. Um, quickly, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod. Shout out to the MMA family. Shout out to MMA Twitter. Shout out to every motherfucking person out there, especially Ashley. Shout out to you as well, the MMA nerd on um, Twitter. You can follow her podcast as well. Um, she was interested to hear my breakdown for a rematch. So the breakdown for the rematch comes after I watch this fight. Ooh, that nice kick. Usman catches it and takes him down. First round, and then a clash head, clash of heads, nice elbows, nice knees. Masvidal's aiming to kill against Usman in a rematch. I think you just got to be more calculated and more patient because patience is a virtue. Ooh, nice right hand by Masvidal. Usman tries to throw a right, misses. I, I didn't know Trevor. <clears throat> I didn't know Trevor Whitman was Kamaru's head coach in this fight, too. Is that just his new head coach? Usman goes for the takedown, has Jorge's leg up in the air, and then, ooh, George scrambles to get away. He gets away from him. He's safe. Oh, strike to wrestle. That was a, a wild left hand. Usman goes for the takedown. Masvidal fights it off. Usman's not letting go, though. Masvidal. Oh, he's going to uh, hip toss. Going for a hip toss. Yeah. Usman's making this a very grappling heavy, wrestling heavy fight. So, you know when you fight Usman or you're going to be fighting Usman, he's either going to be taking you down 
or trying to smash you like this. I mean, it's crazy because I think that Masvidal overall is a better striker than Gilbert Burns, and he's been striking for a lot longer than Gilbert Burns has, but this is the exact same game plan that I thought um, Usman was going to do against uh, Gilbert Burns, but, you know, that shows you. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy because uh, Kamaru's last few game, game plans have been quite different. I mean, the one he had against Colby... He just kept going back. They just threw back and forth, back and forth. And it was like a, a battle to see whoever fucking drops first. Usman says that he finishes George Masvidal in a rematch. I don't really think that's really likely, to be honest. Especially not what I'm seeing in here. Good wrestling exchanges. Usman is um, really wrestling heavy. And obviously has him up against the cage, so he's not really dominating. He just, you know, it shows you how effective wrestling is. I mean, he's landing some foot stomps, some nasty body shots from the clinch. Toes Masvidal. And, you know, obviously, Usman is doing what Usman needs to do to win. And essentially, Khabibin him. Ooh, nice, nice left hand by Kamaru. And what Masvidal can do is circle away from there. Circle away from the back of the cage. I mean, he's trying, man. Everything he's throwing, but every every time Masvidal unloads or um, unleashes a couple combos and kicks on Usman, he ties him right back up and puts him up against the cage. Two minutes and twenty seconds left to go in the second round. By the way, if you guys want to know where I'm at or where where I was watching this specifically, we are sparking this joint up. This joint hasn't been sparked. I've been trying to spark it for the last forty seconds. If we want to do some plugs real quick, like I said, everybody, um, our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Google Play Podcasts as well, exclusively on Spotify Podcasts. Anchor is by Spotify exclusively, so Anchor is the app that it was and is created by podcasts for podcasters and for podcast hosts, for people to unleash and create and start their own platform. Yeah, to reach over a hundred of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you get to go out there and have the potential to reach out and to inspire and to speak to bunch, bunches of bunches of people. So, like I said, I fuck with the Anchor app and Anchor by Spotify. We need to update the ad for the beginning of the podcast as well, ladies and gentlemen. It's outdated and I don't like it. And we'll do. We'll probably do it some other time. You'll probably hear it on the next episode. For sure, but I don't know. I thought the ad was kind of sloppy. The first one was sloppy too, so third time's a charm. We got one minute left here, and the second, Usman's still doing a lot of the same thing. I mean, he has his head up against. Um, he has Masvidal up against the cage, pinned, leaning against him. You know, he's initiating a takedown. I mean, Masvidal. I mean, he's not initiating a takedown. He's just leaning up against Masvidal, has Masvidal's back against the cage, and Usman's just landing some good body shots, and every time, Ma ooh, every time Masvidal tries to do something, he goes, and Masvidal has his back against the cage, but every time Masvidal throws something, Usman, you know, is very heavy for the takedown, and ooh, Masvidal landing some nasty, ooh, some body shots early, um, towards the end of the round, ooh, I mean, Masvidal's landing, man, he's landing, so if he can avoid those weird wrestling stages of Kamaru, 
and they're gonna throw in slug and there's no the, Usman has no choice but to stand and trade with Masvidal it's it's an easier fight it's easier fight to contest because it's 50 50 at that point damn a clash of heads though here we go yeah clash of heads go flying the skin that's a decent call in the eye Man, that's fucking a lot of energy composed when uh, you go for the takedown like that and you're fighting. John Jones says, Kamara Usman looking like me in that clinch. Haha. -ha. He did, though, with those sh shoulder strikes, those nasty shoulder strikes. Round three, baby. Looking good. Round three is right, Trevor Whitman. And it is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the U.S. John Annex, the fucking goat. And the big thing that I see is in the corner of Masvidal. Breathing very heavy. Yep. Two big cuts above each eye. By the way, Michael, those were from a clash of heads, not because Usman lands or hits hard, so quiet. Be quiet. Michael is an amazing podcast, too, on, um, available everywhere. Believe you me, he's available everywhere. That's a great fucking podcast, man. I laughed my ass off. Him and Luis J. Gomez are fantastic. One thing I'm liking from Masvidal is those low kicks. He has his back against the cage, and boom. Usman went for some exchanges, and now he's going for the wrestling. He's looking like John Jones. John Jones is right, though. He is looking like him. He 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 he, he emulates him. His his clinching is similar. John John looks a lot similar, except right now, if we were seeing what I'm seeing, John would be throwing a spinning back elbow or something. But yeah, Usman has him against the cage. He's landing knee, landing shots to the knee, foot stomps. It's it's effective. He's doing what he needs to do to win, though. Obviously, it's effective. This one's just so strong. And it's just like a lot that Jorge did in this fight. He has his back against the cage. And a guy like Usman, he's going to, like I said, he's going to strike to wrestle. And you know, you can't have your back against the cage like that. You got to circle out. You got to be on your wheels when it comes to Usman, man. And if Usman can't take you down and stuff, and obviously like a lot of this stuff that I'm saying is easier said than done. So it's clearly when you're watching this and you're seeing something that went wrong. I mean, it's easy to critique from the outside, but when you're really in there, you really don't know how much it, um, how much it's uh, gonna affect you. You know, obviously, like I said, I could say one thing, and in the training room is completely different. It's completely different, and the training room is completely different from the fights. So I mean, you could prepare for something, and it just it'll feel different when it's in the fight because you can have people that you train with. And, you know, they feel nothing similar to what Masvidal is probably facing the, in the gym. I mean, they have to feel different from...
step away. Think about the shots. No cornering, please, guys. Yeah, kind of just below the belly button there. Be careful. What did I tell you? Those long ones like that, you know, I mean... I like those low kicks, though. Turn around, step back. Oh, hey. We're good. Sorry. Are you, are you ready? Oh, it was a low blow. You have the time. You have the time. Hey, listen, and that's the game. Punched him in the dick. And if I'm starting to get tired... And I know I'm speaking for Masvidal, so I apologies if I'm wrong. But if I'm getting tired, take advantage of what you can. Bisping is so good. He's so good on the commentary booth. I love it. allowed to coach during this pause in the action. Take another look at this glancing groin strike. Oof. Oof, that looked like it hurt. Borderline. It will definitely hurt, though, because as I said in boxing, that will be considered a low blow. Wasn't necessarily a groin strike. Here we go. Hey, did the right Two minutes thing. and forty seconds left. Nice kick, so Masvidal lands. Very sneaky. Usman's ready to go on this one, though. He's doing. He's done real good. Who is Usman getting set to? Was it Gilbert Burns? Did wasn't Gilbert Burns supposed to fight him back then? And it didn't happen. That's why Masvidal stepped in. Usman's just so fucking active in this fight. It's like he's so ready to go. I mean, this is one of his best performances that he's had. I like this performance in a way. I like the um, Gilbert Burns one, but Kamaru's just so sharp and effective in this fight. And I like when he uses his wrestling. I'm a big fan of when he strikes to wrestle. He, he looks like John Jones in there when he does this. He's like a welterweight version of John Jones. I mean, he utilizes his wrestling. Because does John, John, John finishes people in vicious fashion sometimes? Especially with those nasty elbows. Like he went, his win over Chael Sonnen and stuff like that. And his win over Alexander Gustafson the second time. When he slams Masvidal. There you go. But John, he's similar to John. I call Kamaru Usman uh, the John Jones man <laughs> of welterweight. Is is that a crazy stretch? Is that is that an insult? I mean, Usman's good. He's fucking good. And those are nasty elbows. He has Masvidal in side control, um, and he's landing nasty elbows. Masvidal's obviously trying to get up to his feet, but Usman's just staying on him. Ooh, nasty elbow. That looks like a John Jones elbow right there. Forty-six seconds left. This has been a fun podcast. I'm, I've very much enjoyed this one. We are not going anywhere because about the differences. I mean, this is a live reaction. My live reaction right now, watching this fight, going back and watching it, and what I've been seeing has been Usman very, very active and very, you know, obviously just ready to go in any position. He'll strike when he needs to strike. He was going for wrestling when he needs to. He had Masvidal up against the cage for the longest time, landing nasty shoulder strikes, foot stomps, knees to the leg. Now he has Masvidal on five seconds left, and he's on top, landing nasty ground and pound from the uh, top of the mount. 
Ooh, he's beating the fuck out of him. I mean, he, he, uh, Usman's dominating him. He, he's, he completely has him tired. And, you know, moving forward with the rematch, I think that Masvidal has to worry about, you know, the pace, keeping a good pace, not getting too tired, not getting not getting too overwhelmed with the motion. And I'm not saying that that's what Masvidal is going to do or nowhere near being any the, anyone that's going to be overwhelmed with the motion. But, um, but what I'm seeing, like, I, I think that... You know, like the pace and everything Usman's been doing in this fight has been so sharp. And, you know, Masvidal, obviously, like I said, has to be able to keep up with a guy like that. And, I mean, Usman puts a pace on people similarly to, to Khabib that they can't keep up with. And if you can't keep up with the pace of a, of a guy like Usman or a guy like Khabib, you're automatically going to lose already. Because of the fact that, um, because of the fact that you know they're just they're just so much better with the cardio and they're able to land more. And then that's when when you're tired and you can't do anything or defend anything or stop something from happening quicker. That's when you lose. Round four. Here we go. What can Masvidal do differently in a rematch? That's the biggest question people have. I mean, that's a fight that generates lots of numbers. Realistically, um, you know, obviously it, it would seem to be that Masvidal does need, uh, not saying that he, he does, didn't have it, but if we were moving forward on a rematch, I feel, you know, obviously just a better gas tank and, um, you know, obviously avoiding a little a lot more of the wrestling exchanges and stuff like that. But Usman, like I said, just puts it on people, man. The wrestling is so good. I and mean, could Usman um, do this in the rematch? Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's doing phenomenal. He has done phenomenal. He's landed a lot of good shots. I mean, even though he's not finishing him, he's landed he's landed a lot of good body shots, a lot of uh, leg strikes. I mean, a lot of clinch strikes. He's doing, he's doing fantastic. I mean, I, I have more appreciation for this now, but l just looking at his performance and the wrestling and stuff, it, it's doing everything that, that, that showed. I mean, he's... Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's like a meme. <laughs> Speaking of Valentine's Day, what did, what, did you guys do anything fantastic? Uh, anyone out there, like, um, actually have a Valentine's? I mean... I'm Valentine smoking this joint right now. <laughs> I mean, some people had their left hands. Could you believe that? Some people had their left and their right. Some people had some. I mean, some people are just getting hand jobs everywhere. Ooh. <laughs> you know, you no. Know, some people are just alone. Some people don't give a fuck because they treat their good person like that every single day. You know what I mean? Here we go. Three minutes and 20 seconds left. I mean, uh, here we go. Usman still has uh, Masvidal up against the cage. Masvidal's trying to get back up to his feet. Has his hand down. He can't knee him to the head right now. I am about to sneeze. <laughs> Droplets flying all over the wet place. Six feet? What? What about six feet? What? Those droplets are all over, all over the place. Really high. He's just look at how active he is, man. 
he's he's in the he's in the clinch. He's going for the takedowns, and if he's not getting the takedowns, he's fucking striking, and striking and landing a lot of significant strikes in the clinch. I'm I I love this. This is fantastic. Like, I haven't watched the fight live. I watched the fight live, but I don't remember it because I've been watching so many other fights. And oh my god, Masvidal. Ooh, that was kind of a lazy Superman punch attempt. Labored, yeah. Might as well just try anything right now. Kind of a little bouncy on his feet, spinning back fist attempt. Uma Usman, the failed right hand. Usman's just on fire. I don't know what it is. Maybe he just doesn't like Masvidal that much to where it he did as well as he did in this fight. I mean, Masvidal haters would, would not like my critique over this. But I'm not critiquing him in a bad way. I'm saying you give him a better chance to prepare for what Usman did. Masvidal tends to do better in rematches. Not saying I haven't seen any rematches in the UFC as of late with Masvidal and stuff like that. But he, he knows what he's going to be facing in there. But damn, I don't think anybody, all respects to all fighters in the world. But I don't think anybody in the world would be able to keep up with this nasty pace that of Usman's putting on Masvidal. Like, this version of Usman? I like this version of Usman. That's kind of why I was underwhelmed when I watched his win over Gilbert Burns. I mean, was it a smaller cage or is it just me? I mean, look how big this cage is. Go back to UFC 251 and watch the main event on ESPN Plus, $12.99 a month, baby. And the whole fucking bundle. Yeah, we, um, so... Go back and watch this fucking fight. Look how big that arena is. And look how much work they have. 43 seconds left of the fourth round. But dude, he just, how active he was. So do I have a, uh, I have a right to be underwhelmed? I, the message of this entire podcast is I was underwhelmed with Usman's performance because the fact that I've seen Usman just do so much better. I mean, but look at how high I praise his performance in the Masvidal fight. If you're looking at activity, if you're looking at significant strikes, and even though he's not going for the takedowns and stuff like that, he's just kind of holding them against the cage and landing strikes up against the fence and stuff, it's fantastic work. It's dominating, and he's shutting down the other opponent completely, similarly to John Jones's reign as a champion and stuff like that. He's baby brothering him. He's taking him down, and he makes it, you know, obviously makes him not want to be in. I'm not saying Masvidal didn't want to be in there or he doesn't want to be in there but Usman's putting a, a hold and pressure uh, pressure on him that nobody else really has we've never really seen anybody do this to George that's what makes it, Usman's performance amazing and that's why I think that he steps in there with anybody he beats I'm not saying that George can't beat him in the rematch especially after that hard that hard uh, shot that uh that Gilbert Burns was able to land on Kamaru last week. I mean, you could look at that for tape, and you just look at the way Usman fought in that fight. But different fights, styles make fights. So, I mean, Usman looked completely different in this fight. He utilizes wrestling. He utilizes everything in this one. I mean, Usman spent solely uh, his last two fights, the fight with Colby and the fight with Masvidal, no, the fights with Colby and the fights with Gilbert Burns on the feet, but with Masvidal, he did everything. I mean, he utilized some grappling in the G Gilbert Burns fight, but I don't. I mean, it was largely contested on the feet. Do you remember that long period of time when Gilbert was on his back 
and Kamara was just landing nasty uh, kicks to the ass and leg from the bottom. And Gilbert was trying those little knee strikes, those little kicks to the knee from the when he was laying down on his back. Yeah. Got to hear what John, I got to hear what they're saying in the fifth round, though. Think in terms of scoring, John. I mean, obviously, round one, I would say, was a big round for Masvidal. Do you think he got any other rounds? Tough to give him one from there, my friend. Yeah. Still dangerous, though. When always he lets it go. Yeah, always a threat. Still capable. I mean, look at Masvidal right now. He's very sneaky. He's very sneaky. He's very fast, too. That's why I said, if he was better prepared for the wrestling exchanges, so this is where we're going to get positive for Masvidal. This is where it's going to get interesting and it's where it's exciting if you're a Masvidal fan because I'm a Masvidal fan as well. So I just got to be honest and call it how I see it. But if Masvidal is able to re uh, stop those wrestling attempts and stop those takedowns and get back up to his feet and immediately back to work and immediately trying to take Usman's head off, he has nasty fight, uh, nasty strikes. I was going to say fight. I don't know why I said fights. He has nasty strikes. He has nasty um, counter shots. And nasty elbows from in the clinch. I mean, look at the way he knocked out Till. <laughs> that was a vicious knockout. I mean, Masvidal is legit. I mean, beat the hell out of Nate Diaz. Had a good one with that. Uh, uh, that was a fun fight. <laughs> Jesus. So Nate, uh, Nate Diaz in the news, too. Let's talk about Nate Diaz for a second as we're sp sparking up this joint. Uh, <laughs> we still have this joint in my hand. It's the same joint from earlier. But um, Nate's, Nate's looking for a fight. Um, I don't know what fight makes most sense for him right now. Um, the UFC's angling for a Poirier versus Conor 3, I guess. But if not, I'd like to see a Nate trilogy. But is it different now because Conor got finished by Poirier? But they're, they're completely different fights. But when you get finished for the first time like that, not saying that... Connor got finished. Connor's been finished. Um, he's been. He hasn't been knocked out though. It wasn't a knockout. I mean, Connor went down. He was hurt. He was battered. He was beaten up. It wasn't like a knockout stiff like when Connor knocked Aldo out. So I mean, moving forward, they're, if they're working on a Connor Poirier three, where does Nate fit? Nate says he wants Oliveira. Oliveira wants Poirier. Oliveira wants to fight for the title. And there's still all this noise, and there's still no fucking clear answer that if Khabib is retired or he isn't. This is what that's the only thing that frustrates me as a fight fan because we can't move forward with these talks. Let Poirier have his shot at the belt, even though he lost recently for the belt to the guy who's holding the belt. What the hell is he going to do that's different? Ooh, Masvidal circled up and got back up to his... Usman's just... Dude, look at the fucking way Usman's on him. That's... Oh, my God. It's, it's a fantastic performance. So back to Usman. Let's talk about Usman. I, don't, I didn't really get too excited. With Nate Diaz talk, there's really nobody here for him to fight. Like, right now? I mean, who who is Nate Diaz going to beat in the UFC right now? Nate Diaz, Dan Hooker is a good one. I mean, I want to see... The only fight I want to see Diaz in right now is a fight with Dustin Poirier. That's why it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. If Connor's going to fight uh, Dustin Poirier again, or who, who's he going to fight? I want to see Nate versus Poirier or Nate versus Connor 3. 
I mean, I don't really want to see Nate Diaz in any fights that, uh, uh, any fights that are, um, aren't top fights, like big fights, big money fights, or a rematch with Masvidal, at all, because the way, the awkward way that it ended the first time. Big money fights. Here we go. Ooh. Did he buckle him for a second? Wait, let's go back for a second. What was that? What just happened? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's go back. Here we go. He's back up to his feet. 40 seconds left. Oh, I think it's his knee, his knee bending. Twenty seconds, rallying at the end. He just has to fight, but he just has to have a. He just got to watch out, and the the pace, the pace is what Masvidal needs to better if, in a rematch. If he had a better pace, and. You know, he, he it, 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 which is a very hard thing to do against Usman. Nice to see them bury the hatchet there. Yeah, listen, you know, leading up to a fight, things get personal, things get heated. Um, yeah, just, it's hard to keep up with a guy like Camaro, man. I'll just, that's the only thing. He wasn't able to keep up with the pace because Usman is just on him like glue. Landed a lot of significant strikes. I, I want to see how many how much significant strikes were landed in this fight because that was impressive. Man. I heavily enjoyed uh, watching that, rewatching that. That shit was cool, man. Well, round one started really well for Masvidal. Apart from that bit there, he caught the kick, put him down right where he wanted, but he got back to his feet. Masvidal started landing some good strikes, did some good work, nice clinch work, some good knees, and on the separation landed some good shots. That was a nasty right hand from the clinch by Usman. Nasty clash of heads right there, too. For the most part, thank you. <laughs> Did a good job of defending, but this was a big one. Right into side control. Round four, it just became suffocating. Dude, Usman was so fucking active, man. I was heavily impressed with his performance. Landing elbows, another clash of heads. Round five, kind of a shutout once again. Oof. Masvidal got some separation at the end, made things exciting. Turned the corner nicely there. Got a clean takedown. And then that was that. Tremendous effort from Masvidal on six days' notice. And I would say another victory for Kamaru. And Masvidal just said, I'll get a couple wins and we'll run it back. Just love to see all the clash that is dripping off of both of these individuals after those 25 minutes. Yeah, it was a suffocating fight, man. I believe Masvidal is legitimate, and I think that he poses a very threat, very real threat. In the rematch, so I'm, I'm excited for that one too. So that could be next. Kamara did call him out after his last fight. We go to the judges' scorecards for decision. 
The judges score the contest 50-45, 50-45, and 49-46 for the winner by unanimous decision and still the undisputed UFC welterweight champion. Fucking amazing, of the world. man. I like it. John Jones, the champion. John Jones needs to become a champion of Francis Ngannou so we can have Israel Adesanya, John Jones, and Kamaru Usman as welterweight world champions. That'd be cool. That was a good performance, I have to be honest. Um, let's. All right, we're going to circle uh, forward to the Gilbert Burns fight because... I, I want. I don't know if I want to recollect my thoughts and opinions on the the performance. I did say I was severely underwhelmed, but hey, I want to see if my opinion has changed. Cause you know it was the first time when you watch a fight for the first time, and you're like underwhelmed or you're upset or you have a crazy reaction. You want to go back and you know. What's it called? Uh, you know, recollect your thoughts on it, right? Because you don't, you don't know if that's your resting thoughts for the whole, whole entire fight. Where is the fucking fight at? Look at that blue. Look at that suit by Bruce Buffer. The good suit. I don't want to see Bruce Buffer. I don't, I don't want to see the talking. I want to get to the fighting because we're on a roll. All right, ready, ready. Dude, this is so exciting. A recap of Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru Usman. George St. Pierre isn't interested in a fight with Kamaru Usman because he doesn't get him excited. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Jesus, George. Did this, listen to those words. It's because he doesn't get excited off of Usman. Damn, that's fucked up, George St. Pierre. <laughs> Oh man, it's fucking hilarious, bro. What the fuck? Is the internet down or something? Oh, it stopped working. Oh my god. Oh my god. What the fuck? An event of the evening. Sanctioned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Chairman Anthony Marnell Jr., Executive Director. Are you saying I have to? Disputed Are you saying I have to watch introduction? I just want to go there. Here we go. Two fifteen underdog Burns is in green. Usman is in the black and gold, befitting a champion. The fight clock. Yeah, the joint is sparked.
We are brought to you by Anchor, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, download the app, Anchor by Spotify. Available in the Google Play Store, available in the App Store. <laughs> Fuck, dude, I want to see this. More diverse striking game. I think he's faster. I think yes. he might be faster than Usman, but I think technically... Oh! Yeah, I mean, look at that. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice right hand. Let's let's back it up though. This is getting fucking exciting, but damn, you got to look at uh what Gilbert was able to do. That's still a massive accomplishment for Gilbert moving forward and also has his hands in the fire in his hands in in the box for a potential shot. At Usman again, if he generates a couple wins. And we're going to talk a lot more about the welterweight pitcher because we can't talk about all these other fucking rematches without giving my boy, Stephen Thompson, a shot at welterweight gold because he's the only one Kamaru hasn't fought. And I think that would be interesting to see Kamaru try to put up a pace like that against a guy who can also hold a good pace too for super long and who's very tricky. He has an awkward stance. Usman could try to shoot him for a takedown and catch a kick to the face or something like that. And as quick as Wonder Boy is with his legs, it'd be interesting to try to see Wonder Boy stop the takedowns. You ever think about that one? Like, it's so interesting, man. It's real interesting. And that's what I like about matchups. So, I mean, if someone does deserve a rematch... It will come together. I mean, Colby is coming off of a win over Tyron Woodley. So if not Colby next, it, it would be a fight with Masvidal. I mean, a lot of people were talking about Colby and Masvidal fighting. But they seem to be talking about Usman versus Masvidal too. The Ultimate Fighter, Welterweights, is coming up. So, you know, after they make an Ultimate Fighter, the, the coaches usually end up fighting most of the times. And... You know, it's all po- all sides pointing pointing towards Masvidal and Usman or Usman someone or I don't even know. Whoever it is, it'll be an exciting welterweight matchup. How about Leon Edwards? <laughs> Leon Edwards. Would, 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 would that even do ratings though? It has to be Leon Edwards and Masvidal. That would be cool. Now that would be fun. No, I know because they have heat. It would be, it would be fun as well. I mean, Connor on the Ultimate Fighter was fun too. But yeah, like I said, we can't move forward without talking about um, Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is very tricky too. But Usman can shut that all down. And we've seen um, Wonder Boy get clinched up and, and taken down easily by Matt Brown back in the day. But, you know, Matt Brown is no Usman. And Usman has superior wrestling compared to Matt Brown. And I think Usman's just a whole nother dog. So, I mean, if Wonderboy's biggest thing was his grappling defense in the first fight, and he hasn't really fought anybody as legitimate as Usman has been when it comes to wrestling and that kind of pace since Matt Brown. Respect to everybody that Wonderboy has finished and knocked out and has fought against. 
but Usman's wrestling and pace has far superior. I mean, Usman shut Tyron Woodley down, and Tyron Woodley had very close contested fight with Wonder Boy, and it's so amazing how uh just how different Tyron Woodley looks from from the Wonder Boy fights now, but um, I mean after being beaten by Usman, man. The way Tyron was talking about Usman heavily, and uh, you know Usman came in there and shut that down real quick. I mean that was a dominating performance as well. We should spend a podcast watching Usman's like last five fights, dude. Because man, that guy can fucking fight. But let's uh, we were watching the Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru fight, and uh, I was too high and started talking about. I mean the welterweight division is very fucking exciting. That's why we're here. You know what? Uh, how long has it been since we we started the pod? I'm pretty sure we're over an hour, though. But, dude, that's how I was telling you, man. It's a very fucking exciting time. So, um, really exciting. Really, really exciting time. So, really fucking exciting. Push play. I guess we'll watch the Bruce Buffer in it. Uh, introduction to avoid having to wait for it to load again. Sometimes welterweight champion of the world, Cameroon, the Nigerian nightmare, Usman. He's in Gilbert Burns' face right there. That was very heated. Spread it out. Let me get in here and get him instructions. <laughs> Herb Dean. Kamaru was ready to go, man. All right, gentlemen, protect yourself at all times. Follow my instructions. We're going to keep it clean. Touch now if you wish, and let's do it. Gilbert goes for the touch, and Kamaru ignores it. The great Joe Rogan in the building. That was intense. My goodness. That was fun. <laughs> How lucky are we? Dude, right off the bat, Gilbert lands a nasty shot and drops Kamaru Usman, man. Just, that's a huge winning point for him. Gilbert Burns sprints out. Lands a nasty body kick, another, another kick. Right off the bat. Bouncing around, Gilbert is nasty head kick. If you had to look at advantages standing up, I think Gilbert has a more diverse striking game. I just think he's faster. I think yes. he might be faster than Usman, but I think technically. Oh! Early land for Torino with the right hand. Gilbert landed, and Kamaru got right back up. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh! Another right hand. Oh my God. Wobbly man, look at that shit. Just that that's crazy that that happened. And that shows you that's how good Gilbert Durino is. Also shows you the fucking chin on Kamara Usman. Throws a head kick. Falls to the ground. Usman doesn't want to uh Usman doesn't want to engage with the grappling on the feet. On the ground, excuse me. And against almost anybody else, Joe. Usman yeah. would not be in this situation, yeah. right? Especially after absorbing yeah. such a big shot. He's such a dangerous guy, even off of his back. His guard is a nightmare. Yeah, but even for Usman, right? Like, just kind of giving himself some time. Yeah. Big Gilbert believed that you're going to come into his guard when you're never going to.
Doesn't even engage with the floor with Gilbert Burns, which is interesting because, like, does he not want to go to the ground with him? Or does he really know how good he is off the, on the ground? And it's not like Kamaru's even going to sit in his guard and let him submit him or something like that. I think, like I said on the last podcast, I think I thought Kamaru was too smart to, to do anything like that or get him in any bad positions. That's why I thought he was going to put a wrestling exchange together on during his fight with um, his recent fight. With Gilbert Burns. That's why I thought he was going to put the wrestling exchanges together and, and do what he did against Masvidal, against a guy like Gilbert Burns. But Gilbert Burns is so much better and so much uh, stronger. I want to skip to when Kamara wins. But that was a big moment for him. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't see that knee to the solar plexus by Gilbert Burns. Kamaru tied him up at the end. Very disciplined. And then after this fight, um, once once Kamara wins, we're gonna talk about Kamara versus Wonder Boy, and uh, anything else that comes up on the show. I, I, if not, I think that is it. After we break all these down, the welterweight division is just so exciting. You know what I mean? It's a very exciting time. Here we go, round two. Gilbert Burns is so much more thicker, it looks like, than Usman. Ooh, nice jab. His head snapped his head right back. That's a nasty jab, dude. That, that is a really good jab. And he looks really good. He's getting better every single fight. It's a very competitive fight. I mean, Gilbert Burns just has to keep together a good pace. I mean, I retract what I said recently that it was an underwhelming fight. I mean, it's, it wasn't like an underwhelming. It just, it just seemed like when Gilbert Burns slowed down. Like if Gilbert would have been like one of those guys to keep it a good, a good clean fight throughout the entire fight, like he he lasted a lot longer in the fight. And was competitive and didn't get tired or anything like that, and didn't get sloppy towards the end, then uh, it would be like a much better fight. Say, like, they're blending significant shots both times, but Gilbert has made that fight very, he made it very competitive. Just like I said, that's why you gotta watch a fight twice so you don't, so you retract your first opinions. I want to see DC do the podcast with Joe Rogan. 
Oh, nice right hand by Usman. He hurts him. He stung him. Oh, nice right hand again. Good was backing up. Kamar Lin's left hand, right hand, over overhand, right hand, over overhand, right. Excuse me, I'm so high. <laughs> he hurt him. Gilbert is backing up still. He's backing up. Nice left hand. Right hand over the top again. He stung him. Left hand again. Gilbert swinging for dear life. He's hurt. He's backing up. He's hurt. He is hurt. Oh, right hand. Oh, right hand. Oh, God. This is the second time I've watched it. That's why I didn't realize. You know, I was under. I think I was underwhelmed at that point in time. Because I was at. I think I was at work. So I was able to watch the fights live and be in the comfort of my own home. That could be the fucking thing, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Wow. Ooh, left hand. Left hand. Nice jab. Gilbert is still hurt. Ooh. Ooh, left hand. Nasty. Ooh, nasty freaking straight shots. Nice punches. I mean, Kamaru's striking is getting good. Nasty jabs. Ooh, nicely left hands. And I think you get this Kamaru, and, you know, he, he adds wrestling back. I think he beats anybody. Masvidal, Leon Edwards. Oh, he dropped him with a jab. Man, this is similar to where they were in the first part. And that was direct advice from Trevor Whitman, George Santiago in that corner. Still a minute to go. You never really, you never really would. This, this is crazy because Kamaru not only beat Gilbert Burns, but he beat him on the feet. And he hurt him with the with the the punches is what hurt Gilbert Burns. It wasn't the wrestling. So you can't really say Kamaru just uses his wrestling now. He's starting to put it all together and use his hands, which makes him equally dangerous. And if he has someone you got that's got good hands that's knocking people out of the feet, oh my god, that's a problem too, especially when he has good wrestling. He's moving and looks real good. He's getting so good and it's so fucking exciting to watch this Usman's rise. I love that. Gilbert tries to go for the takedown. Very sloppy. Towards the end of the round. Ten seconds left to go. Five. Four. Wow. Ten minutes in the can. How about that? Look at this. Ooh, that was a nice ghost. I just ghosted hella good. Ooh, nasty right hand. He drops Gilbert Burns. 
Oh, dude, that was a fucking nasty left hand, or nasty right, left hand dropped him right now, and he landed a nasty right hand and nearly knocked him out, dude. There's not a, not a lot of people that would have taken that shot. Shout out to Gilbert Burns for being able to take that shot that well, man. What a podcast, man, considering the fact that the longer we go and we come back from podcast, man, I've been liking this fucking shows lately, so... Um, doing really good shows like this. Nearly an hour and a half. And he drops him again with the jab, and Gilbert falls right on his head. Ooh! Usman landing nasty shots from the top. Stop that. Oh. <laughs> wow. Why the fuck did I say underwhelming? I think it's underwhelming because there's no fans, too. You know what I mean? That was fucking awesome. The UFC graphics are so fantastic, dude. Oh my god. The camera angle and all that, it's fucking badass, dude. Wow. When you're stoned as fuck, looking at the fucking camera angles of the UFC, the new camera angles that they had. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's fantastic, bro. It looks like a fucking movie. <laughs> Usman looks like an action figure, man. Incredible. Let's look at this again. Jab from the right side. Yeah, he switched up the stance, right? That. The power hand's in front now. Crazy. Crazy. Look at that. Boom. Just Dude, he's going to get better and better and better and better and better. And he showed some new things. Wow. He did, with Trevor Whitman, and he said in the Jorge Masvidal fight, first of all, let's acknowledge that in the Jorge Masvidal fight, he broke his nose, shattered his nose two weeks before that fight. Didn't tell anybody. Yeah, took After it on which, short notice. He didn't have to do that. Didn't have to do that. After the fight, they examined him. They go, you got a broken nose. He's like, oh, yeah, I had that before the fight. Yeah. What? Let me tell you something, Joe. I don't know how a guy that's been as dominant can be underrated. Damn, he went to the cameras and put some respect on my name. <laughs> I like how Trevor just gets up like that, savage. He knew it, he knew it. He should be respected in that way because look at what he's doing to these scariest men in the world at 170 pounds. Yes, I mean, this has got, I mean, it's already, it's got the... Is it me or is, is it, am I high or is it just these great graphics? How do you beat that? I mean, and the guy's in his prime and getting better. He's better. He's getting better. The official decision is brought to you by Guaranteed Rate. Guaranteed Rate can save you money on your monthly mortgage payment. Visit rate.com. Damn, that was awesome. Started one final time tonight. Here is Bruce Buffer. 
Ladies and gentlemen, referee Herb Dean has called a stop to this contest at 34 seconds of round number three. Declaring the winner by TKO and still the undisputed UFC welterweight champion of the world, Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, Usman. That was great, man. Great performance, man. That, that was very fantastic. <laughs> Backtrack what I said about the underwhelming. Like, it's always underwhelming, any fight without the fans, you know what I mean? So, okay, so the final stake of this show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to break it uh, all down. Wonder Boy versus Usman, how that would be. And then we're obviously going to talk about what, cho what should be next. Um, what fight night's coming up next, too? We got to look at that, too. So, uh, let me see. I want to see because um, I'm curious. Oh, we got Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis <laughs> on February 20th. February 20th, that's coming up. That's this weekend. Crazy. Um, interesting because, okay, um... Let's quickly talk about it. Boy is fantastic on the feet. He trains with Chris Weidman, who can train really, who can wrestle very well, similarly to Usman. Probably, I wonder. I want to see a wrestling match between Chris Weidman and Kamaru Usman. I think I would take Kamaru, especially after uh, those two uh, amazing performances that we've seen that we watched today on the podcast. I recapped. I mean, the, we watched the Masvidal fight, and we watched the, um, I mean, he beat the fuck out of Rafael Dos Anjos, his two. I mean, Usman, <laughs> he's just fucking, he's just hella good, oh my goodness. Um, there's this fucking homeless dude outside, dude. Where I live is in the country, kinda, and it's very fucking peaceful, so all my friends and all the people I've ever brought over here have always said this place looks peaceful. And for any motherfucking weirdos to walk down this fucking road is heavily unusual. For the amount of time that I've lived here, dude, it, it's, it's been peaceful as fuck. So any homeless dudes can catch some hands out here in the country. That's for fucking sure. We have weapons and guns and knives here, baby. In this place, everybody has guns here. Everybody has knives. I mean, everywhere people should have guns. I mean, protect yourself. You know what I mean? Especially when your government's corrupt and there's corruption going on and there's fucking weirdos everywhere. You know what I mean? You got to stay protected. You got to stay uh, strapped, as they say. But uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Wonder Boy. So, I mean, stylistically, Wonder Boy has a different, you know, presents a different kind of challenge. So, I mean, it's weird because, you know, Tyron Woodley would try to st would do would be fucking knocking people out left and right and hurting people like I meaning obviously during his reign and then when tyrant fought wonder boy it was a hella different fight than we usually see tyrant but wonder boy was able to stay and stay in there cardio wise he was able to stay in there with ease i mean tyrant was is kind of similar to usman he is similar but you know with obviously significantly less 
better gas tank because everybody has a significantly less uh, gas tank. Better, less... I can't even speak right now. Everybody has a shitty gas tank against Usman, okay? How about we add some cuss words in there? Maybe it sounds more clearly now, but you know what I mean? But, yeah. Tyron Woodley, you know, similar to Usman in a lot of ways. Usman's probably an upgraded version of Tyron Woodley now, if you think about it. Does everything way better than Tyron, obviously. He's way faster and way more, obviously, more dominant. But then I don't even want to compare Usman to anybody because Usman is Usman. You know, I, I take take all the Tyron Woodley comments out. No, Usman is Usman. And what he was able to do uh, against Gilbert Burns in that last fight, what he's able to do to Masvidal, what he did to Colby, that was fantastic. And he still, he hung in there with Colby to the end, and he knocked him out when he needed to. He heard him. And he heard him with that same hand. Like, freaking Usman's punches are snappy. And he broke Kobe's jaw with one of those nasty, snappy punches. So, like Gooseman says, put some motherfucking credit on his name. Jesus. And thinking about it now, it's like, damn. You have no idea how long I've been excited about this welterweight division. That's why we're here nearly two hours in. It's crazy, man. Like, uh, it's probably one of the longest podcasts I've done, too. So, shout out to all that. Um, it makes for an interesting fight. Definitely, if Wonder Boy presents a different kind of challenge this time around, then maybe Usman will take a dip. Because uh, I do believe Wonder Boy is taller than Usman, right? Let us let me look at uh, how tall Wonder Boy is and how tall Usman is. Just some little things to think about. You know what I mean? Steven Thompson. There we go. So I don't have to type shit in. Shout out to fucking um, Google Voice, or whatever it was called. So he's six feet, and um, Kamaru Usman's height. Oh, what? I said Kamaru Usman's... <laughs> I, I Googled... How good is Google Translate? I Googled Kamaru Usman's height, and it said... Um, I said, uh, how Google, how good is tight? <laughs> Fucking stupid ass. Okay, Kamaru Usman's height. It says tomorrow has been tight. Okay, I'm done with you, Google Translate. Um, here we go. So, how tall is this guy? Six feet two. Oh, I don't know. I think it's just because I, I said that because you know I, I just looks like Wonder Boy's taller because his long he uses his legs to attack. Like he uses his uh legs as you know he's primarily a kickboxer, so he uses his legs more than anything, and he has that sideways karate stance, and you know uh, looking up the way that he moves, and he's very fantastic with um what he does. So you know what I mean. It's it's just. He presents a different challenge, but I don't know. After seeing how good Usman's done, um, it's interesting because, you know, Steven Thompson just freaking, what is it called? You know, his last three fights, he's uh, really, the fight with Luke, the, the fight with Jeff Neal, it lasted a really long time. Wait, I don't even remember that fight. Did he finish him in that fight? Uh I don't even remember that fight, dude. Was, did, didn't it go, like, to decision or some shit? Yeah, it did go to decision, man. It was a... 
it was a good performance by Wonder Boy. I mean, he keeps a keeps a good pace, but is he, he's he's a little patient. You know what I mean? So I don't know how um. I don't know how how that would go with Usman. I mean, considering that he's gonna always be trying to fight takedowns off. So if Wonder Boy can't is gonna be. I mean, I think if you look at Wonder Boy's fight with Matt Brown, I mean that's a big discomparison. That especially because like. You look at how much more Wonder Boy has evolved since then, so it'll be a completely different Wonder Boy. But interesting to see how it happens. I mean, if it does, if they do make that fight happen, um, that'd be cool. But realistically, you look at UFC, you look at the business, and you look at the fights that attract the most attention and the most the most fans and stuff like that, and all the money and what's gonna bring in the most money is. The fight with Masvidal and depending on if Usman's going to be a coach on the Ultimate Fighter also makes a big difference too. So, well, we don't know what's going to happen with that. So we'll we'll have to wait about that and what happens next. So uh, one final thing on today's show is the fights coming up this weekend. Who's who's fighting this weekend? You know what I mean? I know uh, Curtis Blades is taking on Derek Lewis, and a lot of people's minds, including my own, I briefly talked about it uh, like a couple weeks ago, but. Um, Curtis Blades, I've said lots of times on the show, um, has some of the best wrestling in the world <laughs> and, and some of the best in the heavyweight division as of late and right now. We beat Volkov, we beat Overeem. I mean, he's next to fight for the championship against Stipe. I would like to see that, but that's going to be a very long time because the logjam heavyweight division. Um, now, even with the winner fighting, uh, either if it's Derek Lewis or it's... Um, what's his name? Derek Lewis or Curtis Blades? You know they still have to wait a long ass time because John Jones is officially um next for the the winner. So whoever wins at this heavyweight title rematch between Stipe and Francis too, they fight the winner. John Jones fights the winner. But one thing I was actually thinking about um last week. Was that what if something fucking crazy happens in a heavyweight title fight? You know what I mean? Like, what if something crazy happens in there, like a five second knockout or something like that? You don't think they would run it back? I mean, with Stipe's luck, when he fought when against Cormier, um, he he didn't immediately get the rematch, and Cormier fought Derek Lewis, and um, beat the hell out of Derek Lewis. He took him down and choked him out. That shows you how good Cormier is. Um, very high level wrestler. Also took. Derek Lewis down very easily. So, I mean, if Cormier can easily take down Derek Lewis, I can only imagine what Curtis Blades is going to do. So, when is Stipe versus uh, Francis? UFC 260 um, on March 27th. So, it's coming up. Interesting, man. It will be interesting to see how Francis can hold up, like I said, a pace that these wrestlers can put on people and how good they look, especially in rematches, man. Stipe fought better in the second rematch. Stipe has had a few rematches in his UFC career because he beat and fought and lost to Junior Dos Santos the first time, beat him in the rematch, knocked him out in the rematch, um, fought against DC the first time, got knocked out, came back and beat him this, the next two times. And so everybody that Stipe's fought against, um, 
you know, he's he's beaten them convincingly or came back and beaten them. So essentially all his losses he's avenged in the UFC, except the Stefan Struve loss, but that's really he, he can go on in life without getting that win back. All respects to Stefan Struve who just retired as well, um, due to health conditions and stuff like that. Um wish him all the best. Um but moving forward, okay, back to Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades, Curtis Blades, like I said, if DC can take down uh, Derek Lewis as easily as he did, I'm pretty sure that Curtis Blades is going to do that too. Um, I'm going to flip the script here, ladies and gentlemen, to flip my fight pick. I'm picking, um, I'm going to pick, um, obviously, like I said, I've picked Curtis Blades to wipe the floor at Derek Lewis. I said that. I can pull that up right away. I remember what, exactly what podcast that was that I said that. I said, I, I didn't say, I said it wasn't even going to be easy. I said it wasn't even going to be difficult for him. He's going to take him down with ease and beat the fuck out of him. He's going to just ground and pound him. Ground and pound victory. Like I said, that, that it's easier said than done. Derek Lewis pulls things out of his ass sometimes. And he's very, very tricky. And you've got to avoid the power, obviously. <coughs> he's able to scramble up to his feet and stuff and get off. But a guy who's constantly fighting for the takedowns as big and strong as Curtis Blades is, he can obviously stand and trade with Derek Lewis and knock him out. Same thing, too. He stopped Junior Dos Santos on the feet. You got to remember that. So all these dudes that are starting off wrestling, when they start knocking people out with their hands, and you already look at how good the wrestling is, dude, wrestling has forever been... One of the most effective styles to start with if you're watching mixed martial arts. If you look and the first UFC champion in, in UFC history it, uh, were, was a wrestler. The first heavyweight champion, Mark Coleman, wrestler. And look at a lot of our common, current UFC champions. Usman, wrestler. Adesanya is not a wrestler, but, you know, obviously. Um... If you look at the heavyweight champion, Stipe was a wrestler, a boxer, obviously, too. But um, if you look at, you know, obviously, John Jones, when John Jones was a light heavyweight champion, he was a wrestler. Bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw was a wrestler. I mean, Frank Yeager won a world title, too. Started off being a wrestler. You know, all these guys, wrestler, Ryan Bader, wrestler. Obviously not in the UFC, but if you look at a lot of these champions that become champions... You know, Michael Chandler, wrestler, started off as a wrestler. Every uh, dude, All these dudes started off with wrestling, and they started um, developing hands and hand speed and knockouts. Oh, man, those are the unstoppable forces, and will continue to be the reigning and the supreme of the best of the best. Cain Velasquez was a wrestler, too, very fantastic uh, wrestler, too. But, you know, he was the whole package, too. He could strike and wrestle. You know, people don't remember how good Kane was, man. That, but he was a he was classically doing to people too. I mean, he was striking and wrestling, and he put paces on people for five rounds, and um, you know, put the put the beating on some people as well. So, you know, you can't don't forget about Kane Velasquez, man. He was one of the best in the world for the longest time. Um, but yeah, like I said. Wrestlers have heavily affected the MMA community. They have become world champions. I mean, some of them have become one of the best fighters in the world. I mean, good people come to mind like Frankie Edgar, Chad Mendez, Michael Chandler, um, John Jones. All like all those people I mentioned, man. Plus more. I mean, Mark Coleman, Randy Couture, 
Bene Couture was one of the early ones and probably one of the most impressive ones, one of my favorite early on because of what he was able to do with the wrestling and he was able to take all these big guys down and, and strike and stand with them. I mean, Chuck, look, Chuck Liddell, wrestler too, uses wrestling in defense. He had very good takedown defense and would force people to strike with them and he would knock them senseless. That That's another good thing. So, I mean, going back to modern day 2021 you got a man named curtis blades who's looking to put himself firmly in position to fight for a title um i'd like to say in the near future but like i said the log jam heavyweight division right now and you know obviously like i said you know my perfect scenario would be you know obviously if you have to sit here and think about who do you think is going to win early on I just don't think that Francis has what it takes to be as, you know, obviously as big and strong as he is and then as quickly he can end a fight. I think that Stipe just has that in his head that he wants to win that and he's going to win that fight. And he's going to, I'm telling you, when you're a wrestler and you're in the UFC and you're a champion like the champions we have and we've had in the past and you've got a dominant wrestling champion who just has the mindset to win like Usman, like Stipe like all these guys that have won and committed and beat everybody they needed to beat to get them to that world championship fight, they went and won they had it in their head that they wanted to become a champion it, beca- it became a reality because it was what they were thinking about and then they never stopped they never stopped they kept going, they kept going, they kept going until they won Stipe believes he's going to beat Francis, and so do I. I just think that Francis is really big. Obviously, if Stipe wasn't the champion, I'd say Francis has a better chance, considering the fact that Curtis Blades has title aspirations and Francis knocked him out easily, both times. Even And Curtis Blades was already significantly improved the second time, and Curtis Blades was still starched by Francis. So Francis would be a champion if Stipe wasn't the champion, but unfortunately Stipe is a champion and he's able to grapple too. I mean, he clinched with DC, had DC up against the fence. And DC gave um lots of people problems. He's able to utilize his wrestling too, but Stipe looked like a completely different person utilizing his wrestling and obviously striking and, you know, just overall, you know, the time off that Stipe has had too is good because he's not fighting back to back. So um I'd say he puts a clinic in on Francis and beats him in this rematch. Obviously my obviously we still got a, a couple more like you know, a little bit over a month left up until that rematch um you know thoughts could change i could evolve i could think more things watch more tape watch more clips and stuff and see how my thoughts and opinions have changed but um it'll be interesting to see uh how the rematch is because like i said you can't sleep on francis as well though because he's made substantial improvements as well i mean he knocks people senseless I mean, before, uh, if anything, we should see, what, what was Francis's last fight anyways? I mean, he has been knocking people dead, and that's what he's been doing. He's like a Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? He's, he's like a Mike Tyson-like guy. And he's a little older, 34 years old, but that doesn't mean anything because he's young in the MMA world. I mean, how many fights has Francis only had? I feel like he's still very green in the sport. 
mean, obviously he's the number one contender at, at heavyweight, and obviously he's fighting for the title next. Oh, God, he has two losses in the UFC, but that Derek Lewis fight, I can, we can almost take that fight away because, you know, Derek Lewis has a win over Francis as well, and it was bullshit. It was just a really freaking weird fight. Some guy named Zumana Khaleesi beat Francis by decision and then Francis' second ever fight. But other than that, Francis has been beating everybody in front of him. <laughs> dude, he's a fucking savage motherfucker, dude. For sure. I mean, he was very green when he fought Stipe the first time. I mean, you look at the fucking what Stipe has got, man. Stipe has beaten Cormier three, uh, two times. He beat Francis. He beat Junior Dos Santos. He, he beat Overeem before Francis did. He beat Dos Santos. They have a lot of common opponents. I mean, Arlovsky, Verdum, Alistair Overeem, Junior Dos Santos. But look at their performances. Can we sit here and compare performances? I mean, Stipe's performance over Junior Dos Santos was amazing. I thought Stipe was able to come back after being dropped by Overeem. Gets right back up and... You know, obviously continues to, you know, he beat him in the fucking guard. Landed those nasty punches from the guard. Knocked him out. Knocked Verdum out in an impressive fashion as Verdum was chasing him, which was a stupid thing to do. Um, then when he had that first uh, big fight against Junior Dos Santos the first time back in 2014, um, Stipe lost to Junior Dos Santos. A lot of people thought Stipe won that. But before that... Um, Stipe won on the Ultimate uh, Fighter finale, Brazil 3. Stopped Falvio Maldonado, beat Gabriel Gonzaga. I forgot about that one. Hey, his big win was over... Uh, his big win over Roy Nelson was impressive back then. I remember that fight. I remember when he lost that Fuel TV... Um, what is it? The Fuel TV um, main event against Stefan Struve. Remember earlier when I said that he can in his life and be fine with that that Stefan Struve fight? I was just throwing some shade. But, um, yeah, his first fight in the UFC was at, um, it was the UFC 136. Came in, knocked out Phil DeFries after that. Knocked out Shane Del Rosario. Lost to Stefan Struve. And who who would have known Stipe at beating Stefan Struve and then, or losing to Stefan Struve and then coming back and just winning against all these guys, 2013, 14, and 15, He's win. He has some a lot of wins in every single year. Sixteen, he has wins. So Stipe's just been winning all the way back since he first got in the UFC since two thousand and twelve. Um, since he's been in the UFC, or two thousand eleven, excuse me. He's been in the UFC. He's just been knocking people out and beating everybody that comes to mind. So. You know, how do we go from talking about Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, but to Steve Ann Francis? It just makes it because it's so equally interesting. I think he's going to win. I just think he's made to win. He's one of those people that can continue to beat people. And yet people are going to be mad and upset when that happens. But, whoo, after what I've seen Kamaru Usman do, after what I've seen um, Israel Adesanya be able to do, you can't stop the African power of Francis Ngannou. Because he can come in like a fucking bat out of hell. And considering the, the fact that Stipe has taken a lot more hard shots lately. And, you know, a lot of tough fights for Stipe. But he's still coming out on the winning end. You can't stop that blitzing power. And if Francis can utilize his wrestling defense and, you know, be a lot better with wrestling and keep a good pace. 
I think he could. I mean, if Usman could do that, I think Francis can do that too. He's a big guy though, and Stipe is a smaller guy, and you know he's taken a lot more shots recently and stuff like that. And you know, obviously you can't come back to back to back and keep having tough fights like that. Eventually, the chin's gonna go. I'm not saying that because I'm banking on Stipe, but ooh, maybe my thoughts will change as time goes by because you can't fucking, you just can't uh deny what Francis is gonna do. So all right, to the final thoughts of the show today um was obviously the Curtis Blades Derek uh Derek Lewis fight. It'll be interesting to see if Derek Lewis can stop the takedowns. I know he's not stupid and he knows that he needs to obviously avoid what Curtis Blades is gonna do and I think that if Curtis Blades didn't fight, and if, if Nganu wasn't in the mix, Stipe wasn't in the mix, Curtis Blades maybe he's the champion. <coughs> but I think because you got all these guys that are ahead, it's hard to um, really, you know, see if these people would be in championship fights. Because... You know, obviously Curtis Blades can strike, and so can Derek Lewis. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if that's what he chooses to do. Because, you know, when you think he's going to wrestle, he strikes. I mean, I didn't think he was going to stop Junior Dos Santos like that. I thought Junior Dos Santos clearly, superiorly had the boxing and way better boxing, like I said, because Curtis Blades started his UFC career as a wrestler and he started his first thing was wrestling then he developed into having good striking and good um knees and stuff and you know he trains at team elevation and stuff like that too and trains with some good guys up there in Denver so I mean he's a great wrestler I mean I said he had the best wrestling in the heavyweight division and I clearly stand by that still too today to this very day excuse me and um it's interesting to see, um, obviously, moving forward, how his career ends up or how it ends, like, you know, obviously in this fight. I think he can take Derek Lewis down. I do think Derek Lewis has good takedown defense and has improved on it. Like I said earlier, I don't think he's stupid. So I don't know, I mean, if he can stop the takedowns of a guy like, um, of, of to the stature of Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is a dangerous guy, but same thing said about Derek Lewis. Mr. My Balls was hot. If Mr. My Balls was hot, lands a nasty fucking left or right hand. I mean, Derek Lewis hits fucking hard, too. You can't forget about that. And he has devastating ground and pound, too. And, you know, sub, you know, substantially, his wrestling has been improving as of late, too. I mean, his last couple fights, I mean, some of those fights, I mean, the fights with the Lear Latifi was very tough. I mean, Lear Latifi is a very wrestling-heavy kind of guy, and, you know, that was a very tough fight for Derek Lewis as well. I mean, a lot of people thought that Latifi won that, too. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see it. Um, I bet wholeheartedly on Curtis Blades, unless something crazy... I mean, I'm going to bet on Curtis Blades, but... You know, some crazier shit's happened, so I like underdog stories. I like people underestimating other people, so it'll be interesting to see if he can do that. So, um, let's see. We got anything else on the news before we get out of here? I'm trying to get to two hours. We're at 152 right now. Let's see. Um, ooh. 
He beat the hell out of Gonzaga, too. I mean, Derek Lewis knocks people out, too, in impressive fashion. He's not really, like, one of those uh, very calculated kind of guys. He's very wild and scrambly and stuff, but we'll see what happens with this one. Uh. Rochelle Ostevich says, I really can't do this BS anymore. My kid needs to go back to school. Bruh, I'm not her teacher. <laughs> She's so freaking funny. Um, Jake Paul has an interesting plan for luring Conor McGregor into a boxing match. What's that? By embarrassing Nate Diaz. Oh, so Jake Paul wants to box Nate Diaz. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do I want to entertain at this time? At this point in time, I mean. Nate's not going to be fighting for a title anytime soon. I mean, Nate likes money, right? Nate wants to get paid. Do you do you, do you guys think that uh Nate I mean Nate, Nate likes money, so I think Jake Paul brings money. Does he bring the kind of money that Nate's asking for? Maybe so. Jake Paul's a really um entertaining person too, so on top of that, he's a very uh, very business-heavy guy, so I'm pretty sure that he could really make it. Am I entertaining Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul on, on the ending of the show, like the glorious show, the Valent post-Valentine's Day special? What are we, we going to name this one? I know we name a lot of the shows, um, but, man, we had to talk about the welterweight division, the heavyweight division, and you know how dominant wrestling is, and everything we talked about on today's show has been very fantastic, and, you know, very fun i've been enjoying this shit um what do i have left today um i do have work oh, i'm working the night man i work in the night I work in the day i do everything all the time ladies and gentlemen so i'm always doing things i like to stay busy um I like to have fun shows like this obviously and stay busy on that you know what i mean um but other than that i said like i said i'm trying to milk this shit till two out till we get to two hours flat baby that's what we're trying to do on this shit um, Leon Edwards says they all go running and make excuses when it's time to put in the work. <laughs> uh, if you look at the tweets, the comments and stuff, I'm a big person that looks at the comment section. I read the comment section on like every single fucking social media app that I use on fucking Twitter, on um Instagram, on TikTok, on Snapchat. If it had a comment section, maybe, but. Leon Edwards says they all go running and make excuses when it's time to put in the work. <laughs> Someone said, you will be champion your next two fights. I can't wait till 2028. <laughs> 2028, so long from now. Oh, my God. But interesting, man. Interesting. He says, congrats to Usman on his victory. See you soon. Um... One more thing, we we can't we can't go without talking about this quickly. We'll get out of here at two hours, but um, one more thing about a fight that a lot of people have thought about and wanted, and you know obviously would substantially love, especially if you're UK fans, is seeing Leon Edwards fight Masvidal. That's a big money fight. Now I think it's a big fight because of what happened. It's a big fight because a lot of there's a lot of passionate. UK and European fans that would love to see Leon Edwards take Masvidal out of the equation 
and beat him because of what Masvidal did to him backstage and just because of the whole, you know, their beef and them wanting to fight for the longest time and you know never coming together and them accusing back and forth that so-and-so is not taking the fight. Just the whole long history has been crazy. So, I mean, I think that makes a good makes good sense too thinking about it this just popped in my head that's why i'm talking about it now i mean this podcast has been heavily talked about talking about the welterweight division and how exciting it it's gonna be but um yeah so it makes an interesting fight but leon could strike he's a good striker i mean he lost to usman early on and i think now since usman's strikes have improved i think that he wants to keep continue to keep getting better especially with um trevor whitman being his coach and trevor whitman coaching justin gaethje um brought rose nama Yunus to a world championship level fight and all that so i mean i'm pretty sure that if they fought and striked together i mean i'd say based on streaks give leon edwards a title shot Based on exciting fights coming up next, I mean, people want to see a rematch with Masvidal, but, you know, there's guys like Wonderboy Thompson in the mix still, and I think he deserves a title fight, if not that, Leon Edwards, but, you know, unfortunately, we don't get to see Leon Edwards fight because his first three fights of freaking Shemaev is cursed, just like the Tony Ferguson and Khabib fight, man, so we don't know, but, you know, like I said, I don't, Leon Edwards, that'd be a nice um, fight for him. I'm glad we're talk- ending the podcast talking about Leon Edwards versus Usman potentially or something to do with Leon Edwards rather than talking about Jake Paul boxing Nate Diaz. I mean, that would be celebrity boxing right there, man. Nate Diaz would beat the fuck out of Jake Paul, ladies and gentlemen. It would be fun, but Nate Diaz would beast and best Jake Paul in a fight. So we're not even going to entertain it. But Usman versus... Leon Edwards in 2021? Maybe. A possibility. Maybe not. I don't think Leon Edwards fits anywhere in this mix because if Usman does go, and we got two minutes left, if Usman does go and uh, fight Masvidal in the rematch or he does the Ultimate Fighter show and shit like that, I just I just don't think that Leon Edwards is in the mix because people have not talked about Leon Edwards really fighting for the belt when it comes to the most like it hasn't got the most attention for Leon versus Kamaru two as potentially Leon or excuse me Kamaru versus Colby two or Kamaru versus George two. There's no talk of Leon versus Kamaru. It's mainly Kamaru GSP, Kamaru Khabib, Kamaru George, Kamaru Colby. No Leon in the mix. I mean, there's a fair few that do want to see Leon fight Kamaru again. I think it's a le- uh, legitimate fight for uh, Leon. I think it would be fun contesting on the feet, considering how good um, Kamaro's starting to get with his strikes and more comfortable he's been getting at nasty jab they utilized in his last few fights and stuff and how good he's been getting. It makes for an interesting fight. Nowadays, I love it. I'm substantially excited. I'm excited for it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. You could be very passionate about it, and you could think that should be the next fight. But logically, numbers-wise, worldwide, attention to see what's going to happen, people may not agree. You know, fan-wise, attention-wise, media-wise, Colby, Masvidal. And, you know, Colby and Masvidal make the most sense for Usman next. Colby or Masvidal. Not, not Colby and Masvidal, excuse me. Who... I'd say you know, money-wise, I mean, uh, Masvidal Usman makes the most sense. 
But, you know, rematch-wise, if you want to see Kamaru get pushed and really see how Kamaru, how good Kamaru's gotten, I think Kamaru presents a very dangerous challenge to anybody that he fights next. Colby, Leon, or Maserol. It's about the money. It's about what's going to get the most attention. I mean, Kamaru versus um, Maserol, ultimate fighter. Now, that that's what gets it the most exciting because the ultimate fighter is going to be welterweights. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see all that moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. So I think it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see what ends up happening. Um, good luck to Curtis Blades this weekend. Good luck to, good luck to everybody fighting. Um, congrats, by the way, to Alexa Grasso, too, who fought on the last uh, card, UFC 258 co-main event. Her win, her very amazing win over um, Macy Barber. Looked so good, so calm, so composed. And you know, she's a future champion, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that here first. Ladies and gentlemen, but I appreciate you guys for joining us here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. We went in for two hours and we struck where the iron was hot, baby. So I'm fucking excited. More good shows like this. Um, you can follow me on on Twitter, G the King MMA, um, Gab.com slash G the King Official if you want. I don't consider it. I won't push you. KWTK Pod on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, and if you want, G the King underscore official on instagram it's been getting a lot of follows getting a lot of attention i i said uh what's it called i appreciate you guys for doing that appreciate for joining us here and we shall be back sooner rather than later ladies and gentlemen for sure we'll come back with another one um substantially soon ladies and gentlemen so peace out we're out of here tj turn it up tj tj turn it up in three two we're out of this bitch bye folks DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Gonna get lit, music allowed is nothing but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the fit of a switch. I come to party, gonna get lit, music allowed is nothing but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the fit of a switch.